0: This is the future. This is not the
1: past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story
0: to tell. This is history begun. This is the
1: XFL! Welcome football fans. This is the week of October 21st, 2018. This is the road to 2020 and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan.
0: And I'm Vince.
1: This week, the XFL was a major part of a big sports and media conference in New York City. This is episode 38, No More Nicknames. Last week, we really appreciate everyone calling in, and we went coast-to-coast with your comments about the current news and and conversation going on surrounding the XFL. We appreciate it. Remember, you could call the XFL fan line anytime, everyone, 724-565-4XFL. Leave us a message. We'll play it here on the show sometime and of course you can always hit us up on social media at xfl show instagram and twitter and facebook vince welcome back man last week i don't believe you were here we got to talking and uh, it got very interesting with some of the ideas fans called in with and also talking about referees ruining the sport of football and being held accountable
0: yeah certainly a hot topic uh in the NFL, no doubt about that. Uh, you know, we've talked about it at length on this program since day one, practically, uh, about how you know, the NFL is so heavily influenced by officiating, and yeah, you know, it would seem like the XFL is
1: trying to go away from that. We hope. We hope. We hope because don't forget, uh, what's the XFL all about, Vinman? Well, it's about the quality of the play and the referees. The quality of the play. Yes, the referees. Are very much a part of that, not just the players. So uh, we're hoping for a hands-off approach. Uh, Real quick, since you weren't here last week to address it, uh, criticizing referees, Mike Tomlin, most recent coach to get fined for doing that. Do you think coaches should be allowed to gripe about calls in a game in the XFL? Well,
0: I mean, you know, you'd hate to have to bring that up in a in a public forum like that, but you know, whenever it's uh, costing people games and and their jobs you know maybe you got to do it
1: so that's something to keep our eyes on but that's way far down the list of things I'm sure Oliver Luck and the game makers reimagining the XFL are thinking about they're thinking about the basics and showing a good face in public forums and that is what this week was all about Vin man I I don't know if you kept an eye on what went down in New York City this week but very active for the XFL and the rival AAF for that matter I did
0: not uh, keep keep uh, on top of it. I was hoping you could fill me in. I know that when we had Oliver Luck on this very program, uh, he he alluded to that he was going to be at this big uh, sports and media conference, uh, and I, I'm hoping some big news comes out of it.
1: Oh, yeah, well, there there was. It's uh, some. disappointing news to a lot the major thing we'll get into today but also some fun stuff some very interesting odd things said by Oliver Luck and uh, the AF was there as well we're going to recap it all right now let's start it up though with the the two main things coming out of that with our cover two this week going for two go for two and the lead all right. First of all, Vin, Vince, the XFL was at. It was. It's called the Sports Business Journal Sports and Media Tech Conference. It put on by the uh, very expensive rag sheet. The Sports Business Journal has great <laughs> stuff about the XFL and sports business. But whoo, lordy, that that's not. It's not like subscribing to that thing and getting a football phone helmet. You know, it's. Uh, it's not a. It's not that kind of deal. You got to have some cheddar to get get a subscription to the. SBJ, but um, they they do good work and they put on this big conference. Oliver Luck was there, sat down for an extended period of time with the uh, editor there from the Sports Business Journal and spoke in front of the media and he basically laid out everything we talked to him about on this very show, Vince. Uh, no stall, more ball, you know, all the company lines. It's all about the quality of the game, why he joined the, the league, and, and the goals and ideas the XFL have been kind of hammering home. And we've been talking about on the show for a while now. He did that in a very public forum at a big conference uh, for the first time. But uh, one of the more interesting things he said that I want to get into first, very odd. A lot of great stuff said, but I don't know about this one. He said he did call it crazy, so he prefaced it, Oliver Luck. But he said, we've been discussing maybe allowing fans to Venmo their favorite players for good plays. Kind of giving a player a tip for a a job well done. Is (laughs) Is that a good idea, Vince? Well, I mean, it's great for the players. Uh,
0: you know, it's it, if you know, if you're trying to sway talent to your league that may be looking to play in you know, the CFL or, or the A or the Alliance, you know, you could say, Hey, you're here, here, you know, we're going to get pay you a salary. And then, you know, who knows, you might make 10 bucks a catch off Venmo. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: I, I, I mean, I don't know if, if how much if of an incentive that is.
0: Well, well, if you're catching 100 ball or if you catch 10 balls a week. And you're getting paid ten bucks a ball. That's a hundred bucks, and that's yeah, nothing extra to sneeze. In your pocket, yeah. There's nothing to sneeze about in today's economy.
1: Yeah, but, I, guess, I guess so. Unless you're an NFL player, and then uh, you're Odell Beckham Jr. and you make that a uh, hundred bucks per yard you run for every route <laughs>
0: in, in warm-ups. Uh, but, but if if you're a fan, you know what's wrong with you if you're if you don't pay. i I mean it's a little bit different like if you're a you know a college bag man or something like that you're you're directly helping out a team but you know this is oh my goodness i I hope this was just the silly
1: thing he brought up is like they're just as an example of we're exploring all options we even talked about this crazy thing we're not doing it but he didn't really say it's not gonna happen it's kind of it's very problematic in a bunch of ways. A, it sounds to me like, well, you're asking fans to pay the players instead of you paying the players, um, <laughs> first of all. Uh, but also, I mean, you know, it could technically open doors to corruption. How are you going to police this? What if, like, a rich fan of the LA Extreme says, hey, I know that the league can only give you so much money, but come play for the Extreme. I'll Venmo you uh, an extra million I, I mean, so his favorite player.
0: To- did the players need to report this as income? Do they need to pay
1: taxes on, on yeah. this money? There's a lot of questions to ask.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, when you talked about you know ruling things out or haven't I mean I guess he's leaving the door open here. Really, the only thing he shut the door on is a seven on seven league. He did. that we he know did. for sure, yeah. and uh, it, this is going to be an eleven th- on eleven game.
1: I, I think the Venmoing that. players might be crazier than the seven on seven idea you had. It
0: it definitely is.
1: Uh, the, this, just this think is. about it. If this thing was actually a real thing, the Venmoing of players. What what's to keep someone from call in a, a big-time player, wide receiver the night before a game, saying, hey, you drop a pass in this game, and I'll I'll make sure you're paid for it. Don't yeah, catch but, the ball.
0: But you could do that under under the table anyway. I mean, I mean <laughs> what, what do you need Venmo for? <laughs> I guess.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's that's stupid. I mean, that's traceable cash. I mean, <laughs> why would you do that? Well, you still couldn't because, like, as a joke – you know, if my the team I'm laughing at had a bad play, like the quarterback fumbled, I might Venmo him for helping me out, you know, just to, as, a, as a joke. Send him five bucks. Thanks <laughs> a then lot. Cho-
0: and then it shows and then, up on a public transaction.
1: Yeah, yeah, because Venmo has public transactions. And it's you could put what it's for, and you could put like a little emoji of a, someone's tongue sticking out laughing and saying, Fumble. <laughs> I don't know. This is ridiculous. The AAF, though— kind of has a extra compensation type of uh structure for their players that makes a lot more sense which i hope the XFL is uh examining because the alliance is doing it on the gambling side the more action a player gets they get a piece of it that that's a great idea i think
0: yeah that's i still think that opens the door for some corruption there uh not that there isn't some already but <laughs> uh, you know, you know, um, you know, funding players from a casino <laughs>
1: based on, the, you know, action
0: on them. I mean, that's, that's
1: ridiculous. No, I like it. It's a great <laughs> idea. That if someone's like getting a lot of a fantasy love and picked up a lot on the app. Uh, if they're if they're drawing more fans to the league, they should be paid for it. They should get a piece of it. Why not? You know, I,
0: I think they're. I think a lot of this stuff is is being floated out there to persuade players to come to their league, uh, and and join their particular brand. Uh, but I I think when it's all said and done, none of that's going to
1: happen. I'm pr- fairly certain that the alliance is going to be using that. That that gambling I, I action guess. structure. Charlie Ebersole has come out many times and said, you can make infinite amounts of cash as a player in our league, considering our, our gambling app and our affiliations with casinos and fantasy football being integrated into our sport. So according to the guy who's creating the league, this is going to be a thing.
0: <laughs> we shall see. I, I guess
1: in, in what, four or five short months? Exactly. Yeah, the teams are being put together. Actually, uh, we saw some fun stuff on – oh, didn't we say on the show that uh, we wanted to start a a Memphis Express podcast exclusive spinoff think I did. Yeah, I
0: think that was in the works. Well, we're
1: too late. There's already an official Memphis Express podcast out there. Shout out to them for getting on the ball before (laughs) we can. Maybe we could be guests one day.
0: (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't mind having them on here to – yeah, just learn more about the team. To be honest,
1: I, I, I'd be very interested. A lot of LSU Tigers on that on that team, so you know uh, they're probably going to be good. Uh, the other piece of our cover too here, second part: the Alliance of American Football, also there at the Sports Business Journal Sports and Media Tech Conference, and Charlie Ebersaw was there. He's the face of that of that league, and I got to be honest, he came off kind of a kind of smug, very confident, smart alecky almost. But definitely the confidence exuded, and that's a good thing, I guess, for the league. Uh, they, they come off, at least at these kind of events, a tech event, like a tech company that has their stuff together, more so than a football league. He did have Heinz Ward flanking him at this conference, Vince, uh, but the AAF, when it comes to the slick modern stuff, being out there on social media, making videos, uh, being at events like this, they're on the ball. Steve Spurrier even made a video that was on Twitter this week talking about the Orlando Apollos. Uh, Charlie Ebersole, I don't know your opinion on him because I know Brian, uh, who's on the show all the time, he does not like Charlie Ebersole whatsoever. (laughs) I think Oliver Luck's more of a likable guy, but Charlie Ebersole seems like he's very brash, but almost, you know, he's young and cocky and it feels like he's good enough to get the thing done and have the AAF succeed. What do you think of him?
0: Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I could trust either of those guys to be honest. Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, like you said, a young guy. Um, this will be, you know, comes from a high pedigree. Uh, it, it'll be very interesting to see if you know if he's if he's going to be the face of this league. Is he I really like how you're talking about corner?
1: him like he's like a number one draft pick quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, here – so Charlie Ebersol's there. Oliver Luck's there at this same conference. These are – this is the first time in history now that these two leagues that are going to be competing against each other, we've been talking about it, the AAF coming out of nowhere, undercutting the debut of the XFL. They are rivals no matter how much they want to deflect or not acknowledge the other. Uh, they're rivals, and I think they kind of, they kind of let it be known that – okay, this is a competition this week. Subtly, though, here's some quotes from both Charlie Ebersole and Oliver Luck, the two faces of these leagues. Charlie Ebersole said, if we can't make it work, I don't think it can work, when someone asked him about spring football in the United States. Basically saying, if we don't do this, they're not getting it done. That's what I t- That's what I take from that quote. How about you?
0: Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree with you there. Uh, but... It's, you know, we've talked about it since the the Alliance was announced, you know, can these two leagues coexist? And a question I pose to you is that, you know, there were, when the XFL was announced, you know, all these studies say that, you know, Americans want more football. Well, how much do they really want?
1: Could, do we want two new leagues? I don't know about that. Can the leagues? Do coexist? you want two new leagues? I I'm fine. I would watch it all, and I I'll find the time. I watch. I'll watch it all. I love football. I watch the CFL. Watch the NFL. Watch college. I watch Ivy League games even when they're on. Uh, Mike on the email asked us a bunch of questions about the two leagues coexisting. Should they work together? Should they compete? How should this all go down? I have a feeling it's going to just be a cutthroat competition. I don't see them coexisting. I definitely think that if both leagues put out some, you know, the, a quality game, or at least they think and they're confident enough, in year two there should be a championship game between the two leagues. Why not? It, it happened once before with the AFL and the NFL, and that might be something unique to the spring league experiment that has happened many times. Uh, that but one we haven't seen before. So, I think they should coexist. I think they can if they do something like a championship game. If they go straight for each other's throats, if one prevails, that's great for them. That's a big victory, but then there's still the question of how does a spring football league last? And that's you know, cuz now not only being the only spring league hasn't worked too well for most leagues, USFL 3 years. That's the best ever. But now there's two of them, and it feels like the deck's stacked against both of them with their being tuned, to me, in, in my honest opinion, as we've talked about this now since the AAF sprung on us and, and more in depth the last few weeks. The more I think about it, the, the more in danger just both of their existence puts each other in unless they work together.
0: Well, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. I, it certainly does not help either league that there, that there is competition. But sometimes competition could be good. Uh, you know, and strive to make each one of them better. Uh, but uh, you know, I still think the big wild card here is what kind of game is this XFL going to be? You know, that they, that is the whole premise of this league is that they are talking so much about how this is going to be s- football, but still something different, something that's reimagined that's going to be, you know, the greatest thing we've ever seen and while the alliance is just going to give us a regular old football game. So minus I, kickoffs,
1: I, minus kickoffs.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh so, you know, if the XFL is going to be that different and that much better, then, you know, they sh- they should succeed. And the alliance wouldn't have a chance.
1: So, did you take Charlie Abersal's quote as a dig at the XFL? If we can't make it work, I don't think it can work. Oh, absolutely. And what about this? This one's from Oliver Luck. There is, there are no kickoffs in the Alliance of American Football, and at this sports media and media tech conference, Oliver Luck said, "quote I believe the word foot should remain a part of football." Direct dig at the AAF?
0: Uh, absolutely, it is. Uh, th- there's no question about that, and and, and you gotta say he's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got. No kickoffs is going to be really interesting for the AAF. Good luck with that. Um, I'll be watching, but I'm going to feel really awkward when we go from one end of the field after a touchdown to the other, and there's no foot used for a kickoff. But, hey, that's what they're going to go with, and uh, we'll see how that works. That might play in the XFL's favor. But also, when we're talking about can they coexist, well, if one league doesn't have a kickoff and the other one does, I don't know how they can have some sort of – Game together or work together yeah, at all. Whose so, rules would they use? Exactly. So, and that's not like National League, American League, where one has a DH and the other doesn't, is it? I guess that might be the same kind of thing.
0: Well, I, I'm expecting the XFL to have tons of different rules. So, I,
1: <laughs> I, what do you mean? Like, other than, than having kickoffs, what do you mean?
0: Oh, I don't, I have, I don't, I mean, we've talked about it at length on this show. Uh, you know, is it going to be you know three downs? Is it going to be thirty yards to a first down? Is the well? You know,
1: all think right, think Oliver Luck was on the show. You don't remember? He said there will be four downs. He, all he right. well, he he did say that. Uh, he did. I don't he, think he's, he's going really, to go for thirty yards for a first down. He said
0: there would be no gimmicks, but this is going to be a reimagined game. So I'm I'm expecting you know you know so, something completely different, but still uh, and, football.
1: And, and of course, out of the uh, sports uh, media and tech conference put on by the Sports Business Journal there, Oliver Luck n- did not reveal any specifics in terms of gameplay, Vince, so- sorry to tell you, in terms of <laughs> I, rules of the football game.
0: I, I don't expect any of that to be le- released for quite some time.
1: Yeah, well, let us know what you think about the AAF and the XFL. We appreciate Mike on the email sent us a great uh, uh, just a whole bunch of opinions and ideas. Mike's really pulling hard for a Michigan team, uh, a- and Mike says that uh, the leagues c- can coexist. But I don't, I don't know. We'll see uh, how how that goes. But that's way down the road. There's other things to get to, and the first thing people asked when the XFL was announced the return was, "Okay, are the jerseys going to be like they used to be?" And that answer actually did come at the, the Sports Media Tech Conference, Vince. And I don't know if you're going to enjoy what Oliver Luck said, but that and a few more announcements that were made will be the subject of this week's hot read.
0: Blue 58! Blue
1: 58! Go! Hey, Ric Flair! Ric Flair! Flip, caliber, Motown, happy, jolly, drop, Buster,
0: Murder. Tiger. I think he's got a hound too, Rodney. I think. Fuck. Hey,
1: All right, Vince. XFL jerseys will not have nicknames. The new iteration of the XFL proper surnames," said Commissioner Oliver Luck. "No plans to resurrect the uh, he hate me's of the world. It's just going to be regular old last names on the backs of XFL jerseys. Are you upset? Uh, yeah, part of yeah, partially.
0: Uh, probably more upset than than not. But yeah, I think I we kind of expected this. I believe when we had Oliver Luck on. Uh, I think he alluded to that there would be no gimmicks in this uh, this fashion. Um, even though he did acknowledge this was one of the, you know, big things that people remember. I did not listen to the interview multiple times like Bryant did, so I, I, I don't <laughs> have my notes in front of me about that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you know they they're striving to make this, uh, you know, as as different from the original XFL as they can. So uh, this is something they got to take away.
1: I don't know if they have to. That's one of the things people loved about it. But I guess there are those people who won't take it seriously. Yeah. If, you know, you see uh, on the back of someone's jersey, "I'm so lit right now," which is definitely one one thing I'm sure we would have saw uh, if this was allowed. Um, but yeah, a lot of the, the the backlash on Twitter, a lot of disappointment. But that could be a vocal minority. I'm not sure. Let us know what you think, everybody, at XFL show about no nicknames on the backs of XFL jerseys. Sadly, that w- I- I'll say I'm disappointed. I was hoping for that, but I understand why. And of course, you could always drop us a line about that topic and everything else we're discussing today. Seven two four five six five four XFL, the XFL fan line. Vince, uh, what would of your what would your nickname be if you had an XFL jersey and you were in the league and they allowed nicknames? Oh my goodness.
0: Oh man you're putting me on the spot there I'm not Vin,
1: Vin- <laughs> man I don't know
0: uh, uh, uh,
1: Vince don't- <laughs> yeah just a regular name just your, <laughs> regular just first your name. first name like you're a soccer player <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I think I I think I would go with um probably uh this is the XFL at XFL show slash twitter I don't know. Just promote <laughs> you're, you're, all, all the own, ex- your own
0: personal business. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Rooter
1: <laughs> Yeah, my side business. Or hey, you know what they? You know why they're not doing this? Probably because if the Venmo thing was going to happen, everybody would have just put their Venmo handle. <laughs> <laughs> pay, pay me at Allen. <laughs> um, so the XFL nicknames not a thing that was announced, but. Which Uh, uh, I think this is now appropriate that we could announce uh our XFL. This is the XFL show Venmo account. Yes. (laughs)
0: If you would like to donate to the show.
1: Well, actually, we're not going to do Venmo, but there could be a, a, a Patreon venture coming pretty soon with some extra stuff from the shows everyone so be on the lookout for that that's uh, in the works slowly but surely as this thing blows up more and more we really appreciate appreciate you following us telling your friends about us subscribing to the show on all the podcast platforms and leaving reviews it helps out and uh, it just makes us more excited to do more great content and uh we're going to have more to talk about soon soon enough not mid-October though like the XFL originally said in a tweet because at this conference Vince Oliver Luck said, markets, teams, identities, or names will be announced by the end of the year. They, it seems like they're pushing back that timeline now yeah. for does the that cities.
0: You, does that make you concerned?
1: No. It, ma- it makes me think that they have uh, choices to make with the cities. That's now, all. Do
0: you, do you think it's the fact that they're listening? And you know, Jake has said it on our show multiple times. He doesn't want this, this announcement to come that's so soon.
1: Jake's really fearing uh, the, this announcement happening. I think he doesn't want it to happen before the AAF starts. I think a great thing to do would maybe be announce it uh, the week that the AAF uh, starts their games. Try to maybe steal some headlines. Um, yeah. But I don't know what I don't know what the the tactic is here. I have a feeling though they have more cities to to weigh against one another. Uh, and then also Oliver Luck said first quarter of 2019, players will start getting signed and coaches and logos and all of that is going to just blow up, he said. But that timeline is, I think, way better than what you saw from the AAF because what is it right now? It's it, in September. It was when rosters were put together for the AAF, which means September, October, November, December, January. They barely have not even six months to really form teams and identities and coaching staffs and put this all together in practice. The XFL oh. teams are going to have a year to get this thing together.
0: Oh, You have NFL teams that have been together for years and still come out looking like crap. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> you know, it takes a while. And, you know, that was, you know, well-documented Uh one of the big problems with the original XFL is they, they try to slap this thing together too quickly. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it looked bad. And, and the quality of the play is so important. And so you got to be a little nervous if you're, you know, a an, an big Alliance executive thinking, you know, what are we going to get when we finally start from the 20?
1: And, and, you know, <laughs> start from the 20, yeah. You can't call it the kickoff to the season. You're right. I just got that. Um, you know, one thing I take from the Alliance is you got Charlie Ebersaw, who I love I love the, the vigor. I love the enthusiasm, the confidence. But you're Charlie Ebersaw and going out here and saying, oh, the quality of our league is going to be great. What do you know about that, man? You're not a football guy. You have football guys telling you it will be, but... Will it be? Your teams have less than six months to gel. And I see some names in this league that are fun, and and I'm interested to see. Go play some football, see what Trent Richardson has left in the tank. You've got Cadillac Williams, offensive (laughs) coordinator for a team. You've got. Oh, I thought you were about to say he was playing. (laughs) Oh, no, no. He's a coordinator. Michael Vicks coordinating a team. You've got, uh, you know, interesting players all over. But, man, you are saying that the league is going to have a quality play where really your timeline doesn't show me that. Whereas the XFL timeline, that's one thing they've got major in their favor. If teams are put together in early 2019, whoo, that's great for, for the quality of play, I think. Uh, well, I mean, but, what else could he possibly
0: say though? I mean, he's not going to come out and say it's going to be bad. I mean, no, <laughs> Of
1: course not. Of course not. But uh, I mean, just Saying that, saying it is one thing, and it actually being a good, a good game on the field is another. Uh, but they do have great people that you know you're, you got to be confident with. Steve Spurrier involved in the, in a spring league. I mean, even the old ball, the old ball coach is old now, but he knows a thing or two about these rebel football leagues, and got good people involved at the top for sure. But that timeline worries me. The XFL timeline for the players, I like. As far as the teams and and getting pushed back, not concerning, but disappointing. I was hoping this would be the week we'd be talking about some cities, honestly. But here we are mid-October. October October 21st, this show has dropped. And uh, no, no markets just yet. But when asked about it at the conference this week, Oliver Luck said, when it comes to where they'll be, he said, Vince McMahon likes to go big. What do you think he meant by that?
0: Oof. I mean, it could, it could mean a number of things. Uh, you would think, I guess, big markets. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, could, it could, you know, you would think it would be the size of the city, but you know, it could mean a number of things.
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe those Vegas bets on where the cities are going to be are, are more going towards Chicago, LA, New York. After that kind of. Uh, a teaser. Maybe there's maybe there's going to be multiple teams in the same city. Oh, you mean like two LA teams? LA doesn't have enough football teams, if you ask <laughs> four, me. Four, four LA teams, four New York teams. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> just whole league for LA, New York. Cut down on cheese.
0: travel cost.
1: Yeah, yeah. You got the you got five boroughs. You could put teams in, I guess, if they're lit fields. Are there fields yeah. in the Bronx? I don't know. I guess they could oh, play at Yankee Stadium. No, not in the spring. Oh, man. that So this conference, it was zany. If you watch any of the clips, the XFL put some out. We retweeted some. It, it was kind of a zany deal. You had Heinz Ward there with Charlie Ebersaw. What do you think of the Alliance having players like Heinz Ward and Jared Allen involved? The XFL doesn't really have any faces like that uh, teaming up with Oliver Luck uh, to spread goodwill.
0: It's yeah, the the alliance, you know, plotting these guys out here, you know, as a, a dog, a glorified dog and pony show, essentially. I mean, that that's, yeah, I think you're just trying to get some eyeballs by throwing out some big name has been's. Uh, <laughs> it seems it seems like a, a mistake, it, you know. I mean, while well, the XFL, they got one point man, and, and they're focused on the quality of the play. And it, I, I like where the XFLs, right, the way they've pre, pre, been presenting themselves. The, a,
1: the AAF, I, I'm not so sure. So I know this is the XFL show, so it's probably a little biased. But if it's a race, and we know the AF starting sooner, but do you still feel like the XFL's ahead of them in terms of uh, the excitement in the public, uh, people knowing about them? and also where they're headed in tor- terms of having a decent league and in terms of quality. Uh, yeah, I would say I would say so. I mean, they're they're it seems like they're doing it the right way. What say you? I'm with the XFL, man. I know it's probably biased, but I, the the timeline is just more favorable. The 2020 start It's great. The AAF seems ambitious, and like you said, it is a dog-and-pony show. You can't sugarcoat that. Come on. How much pull do you think Hans Ward and uh, Jared Allen have in the alliance? Really? Oh, God. Maybe maybe, maybe Troy Polamalu has some pull because he's not really going out there in the media. He is working behind the scenes, so I've heard. But I'm rooting for both leagues. At the end of this episode, I'm still at the point where I don't think both can survive what say you everybody let us know drop us a line on the XFL fan line the number again 724-565-4XFL hit us up anytime that voicemail is open for you to leave a comment question concern we could play it back on the show even and of course you could always drop us a line this is the XFL show at gmail.com the website is this is the XFL show.com social media at XFL show everywhere Instagram Facebook Twitter Vince any any parting words this week I just
0: want to continue to remind everybody out there they are listening
1: they are indeed and now they're getting out there in the public and they're talking about the league as well and I think shots were fired it's a it's a football war the alliance versus the XFL what side are you on you know where we lie when it comes to allegiances we root for both but if you have to choose sides we're with the XFL because I'm Alan that's Vince We'll see you next week. This is the XFL Show.